What's up guys, it's Nova King Carter with Touch. And tonight I wanted to touch on ideals of love and how to reform. Stay tuned. Yo, 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 what's up? It's Nova King Carter with Touch. And tonight I want to touch on ideals of love, how they were formed. And kind of what they're looking like now after experience. I first want to touch on the fact that we all grow up differently, so we all have different views and ideas of what love is and what love should be and what love looks like. Single family households, two parent households. They also help us form our ideals of love. You might have a single parent household where it's a single mother who's strong, independent, and she reminds you and everyone else that she doesn't need a man or anything they have to offer and she can take care of herself. And you might not ever really see her in any romantic relationships. You might hide her relationships. Or you might see a single parent household, single mother who is dating men who don't know how to treat her or respect her or treat her less than she deserves to be treated, who are violent towards her, etc. Or you might have a single parent household where the mother is dating multiple men and, you know, they are whining, dining, and splurging on her. And, you know, so we see different things growing up. Then there could be a single father household where the father's an alcoholic and he's mean and abusive and things like that to the woman he dates. Or he could be a single father who is a man who knows how to treat the woman he's dating and he respects them and whines them and dines them and he's chivalrous. So we're going to see different things two-parent households where you have the parents who are very loving to one another, romantic, and just a poster for what a romantic relationship should be. And then there's two-parent households where the parents are fighting, they hate each other, they have no to little interaction with one another, and they just it's just they despise one another and it just make you say Ugh, I don't want that or there might be two parent households where the mom is super loving and the dad isn't or the dad is super loving and the mom isn't and it makes you look at relationships like Ugh, I don't want that in a relationship I don't want to have that growing up um, I, I, can, I can honestly say I don't think I've ever seen my mother get like wine and dined in relationships I don't think because I didn't really see it very often but I know when I was really little my mother used to always look so nice like have her hair done and you know her nails were always polished and she would always smell really nice and that she would go on date you know you know I think she was going out she was going out with her cousin and stuff and they were like kind of go out on the town and have fun and um and stuff like that and I remember as I started to get older um I didn't really see my mother 
do the same things anymore. I saw my father around a little bit. I saw my sister's fathers around a little bit. Um, And my sister and my brother's father around a little bit. But, you know, that was it. And um, I can remember some of those guys. But I, I can't recall ever seeing, like, a guy just, like, being extremely romantic and just doing, like, really romantic gestures toward my mother. And I know that my mother always wanted to get married. She would always, you know, tell me what her dream wedding looked like and how it would be. And I remember always wanting that for her. I always wanted that for my mom. And, um, but I did know that my mom, my mom really didn't think that men were any good. You know, and she, she expressed that. And, um, you know, when I got a little older, I started to kind of form my own ideals um, on what I thought love should be like or what I thought it would be like because I was just extremely, for real, for real, hopeless romantic. If a guy caught my eye or we caught each other's eyes, I just thought in my head, like, oh, shit, we're about to fall in love. <laughs> you know, like, real life hopeless romantic like film level okay so once I got a little older um you know I started to kind of form my ideas of love around romantic comedies I'm a person who loves comedy I love to laugh I love romance I just the two tied together and they're perfect for me one day I uh, fell upon Hitch I thought Hitch was like the ultimate idea of like what love should be like I loved when Hitch you know met the girl and kind of started like you know showing interest and he was doing all sweet things for her and I don't know that whole that whole relationship was just like I loved how when he realized he wanted her that he needed her in his life and he came to her, her apartment and he like stood outside the door telling her how he felt It's just something really beautiful about romantic gestures. I had my first brush with romance. I think I was about 19, maybe. And I lived in Georgia. And um, this guy I worked with, he was from New York. And I always had a thing for guys from New York. I always had a thing for guys from New York. Always. And um, he was from New York. Uh, I was like the like a New York guy or a country boy. <laughs> he would always be like, "You about to be wifey," and I'd be like, "No, I'm not." Because initially, I really didn't like him like that. I just thought he was mad cool, but I thought he was really like thottish. Like he was the type of dude. He was he was like hoish. Like he flirted with all the girls who came in, and he would just like always trying to holler at girls and I just thought that was like ugh, you know he was like man I'll be talking to them but you gonna be wifey <laughs> so we had probably been working together for about a year but we were cool with each other you know like and I remember um one day we ended up like kind of hanging out and we linked up 
it was just like from there it was just kind of like a little magical little relationship we hung out all the time we went to the we went to out we went out to eat you know we were like we would just go to reggae together I mean we we had so much fun no lie and I mean that was probably like the first guy that ever like did romantic things for me he would like make CDs for me he would like make a playlist for me like a well thought out playlist you hear me and he would burn that playlist to a CD. Then he would come bring that. He would deliver that CD to me. One night at my house, he uh, we're in my room, just kind of kicking it. He put the CD in, and he got me. He's like, "I got you something." And um, he gave me the CD, and I was I was so impressed. You know, we're young, and it's like he put the CD in, and it had all this beautiful music on it. Then he pulls me off the floor. He's like, "Dance with me." And I had never slow danced with somebody. I mean, outside of like, you know, fourth, fifth grade, you know, school dance. We used to have those school dances, like <laughs> school dance, like a little slow dance. That was it. He like pulled me close to him and he was trying to lead me, but I was just so nervous because it was like, oh my God. It's just so romantic, and I'm hope it's romantic. And he was doing all these things that I wanted. So, it was so nice. And then I remember, like, he used to always make me these CDs, and then like we would hang out. We would hang out till the wee hours of the freaking morning together, and we just have so much fun just being with, just being in each other's presence. That was like my first brush with romance. And, and then, you know, it, as quickly as a spark, it dwindled, okay? But it was fun while it lasted. He, um, it dwindled because he was like a, like I said, it was a male thought. Um, he just, you know, he couldn't help himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it didn't even really have a huge emotional effect on me. Uh, I was upset probably for a day not even a full day just like that evening I was very upset about it and um you know I had um supportive friends I remember I called my grandmother and I told her what happened and I never said another word about him and my grandmother one day we had been talking and she goes um you know baby I haven't heard you say one thing about that boy again and I'm just like what boy and she tells me, I'm like, oh, psst, I'm not thinking about him. It's cool. It's all good. <laughs> you know, and back then I just really, I mean, I liked him a lot, but I hadn't developed, like, love for him or nothing. Later down the line, I, um, you know, met other guys, but, you know, it wasn't something that I was interested in doing. I didn't want to date again at that time it was like I was so young I just wanted to just accomplish things make money and maybe like you know just do things that I wanted to do that I wanted to accomplish and I was doing that um later down the line you know I ended up um getting into another situation and you know 
it wasn't what a good person, sort of bad person who portrayed themselves as a good person. And they were just really, you know, terrible. And, um, you know, it's just, you learn so many lessons when you get into relationships because you have this idea of what love is or what or how love should be and then when you get into relationships you realize that those ideals kind of like go out the window because everybody's different we're all raised so differently so we see different things and we have a different way of loving people and some people are just they don't even deserve to have good people in their lives you know, and I've ran into people like that that who don't even deserve to have good people in their lives ever because they're so evil and manipulative and just no good. But um, we had dated different guys and, you know, not, I didn't have a sex with them. I just was like dating them. Like we might go out to dinner, or, you know, might talk on the phone or whatever like that or just hang out. But, you know, I realized like a lot of guys that were just kind of like, attracted to how I looked and that I was kind and generous and a lot of a lot of times people will take advantage of your kindness and your generosity and your femininity and being the woman who embraces my divine femininity it's it's kind of a struggle sometimes because people don't appreciate it fully they try to they, they they try to take advantage of you because you're so nurturing and loving and kind. They take you for granted. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to love someone and to want to nurture and care for them. But everybody doesn't appreciate that on the same level. Um, but moving forward, um, dated somebody else in the future, you know. I ended up deciding to stay celibate for about six and a half years because I had lost myself in the midst of trying to find what I thought I needed and you know in that journey it really just allowed me to love who I am and and just accept everything about myself and um (laughs) When I decided to get back out there, I decided that I was going to go for what I wanted. Take a page out of my cousin's book because my cousin is like very confident and, you know, she goes out there any and every guy that she wants because, you know, all all they can do is say yes or no. That's it. A guy can say yes or no. And if they say yes or no, cool. If they say yes, great. If they say no, that's fine too. You can just move on and try again. And I developed the the notion to say, hey, if it doesn't work out, there's always tomorrow. There's always another person. Um, I met this guy. Um, I had been kind of looking at him. I thought he was real fine. And I would like kind of click through his pictures and check him out. And I was seeing these photos with all these different women. Some of them were his sisters. Others were like, you know, quote unquote friends you know what that means though most of the time guys are saying friends it just means they're fucking or they fuck the girl excuse my language but it's the truth 
Um, anyway, I decided to give him a holler and, you know, he would do the cutest things. He would, like, get off work from the hotel and he would send me videos of him, like, leaving work. I mean, he sent me so many videos. I mean, he would, every day he would do it. He would do it every single day. And I, I love that about him. He was very consistent in communicating with me. And um, we went on dates and stuff. And um, I'm going to say about five months into me dating him and knowing him, we ended up getting intimate. And, you know, crazy the crazy part about this is that up until I got intimate with him, I had been literally, I thought that, like orgasms were like a I, th- I thought they were like a urban legend you know <laughs> they were urban legend but yeah um it changed the way I looked at relationships um definitely on a different level because he and I kind of like share energy type of thing like we we feed off of one another's energy um, you know, and I've, I've learned to kind of accept things the way they are. Like, hey, you know, it's kind of a is what it is type of thing. And it's like, I'm not really out here looking for love. Now, love knocks on my door and, and, and it's a perfect, you know, we're perfect for one another. Great. If not, that's also fine. But um, I really changed the way I looked at love and how I view relationships because some people will value you and see all the good that you are and they don't want to hold on to you and others will just kind of see how good you are and try to use you for all they can. We live in a world where tomorrow isn't promised to you. And so we should love who love we should love who loves us instead of trying to love people who don't want to love us back. And I had to learn that. So moving forward, I'm going to love those who love me instead of trying to love people who don't want nothing to do with me. Just because you love somebody doesn't mean that they're going to love you back. So I'm going to love those who love me support the ones who support me be there for the ones who are there for me because this love this loyalty this heart like this part this person that I am everybody doesn't deserve me and it took me a minute to figure that out it took me a minute to realize that everybody doesn't deserve me to all the people out young and old man and woman know your worth and if if you have an idea of love and the way you want to be loved you don't have to abandon that idea of the way you want to be loved we all deserve to be loved What I understand is that we all have a different love language. My ideal love might be spending time with me and, you know, taking me out and just kind of showing me that you appreciate me. 
whereas another person might feel that supporting them and respecting them is love. You know, um, affection is love, you know. We all have a different idea of love. So now that we are older now, we we, we kind of understand that fairy tales are fairy tales, you know. Movies are just movies. We have experiences in love and relationships and just situationships. And so based off of our experiences, we kind of develop what we want or what kind of love that we desire. And it's healthy. It's healthy to understand that it's okay for you to want something and it's okay for you to have that thing it's okay for you to have the love that you desire I think any relationship can be beautiful and it can work you just need a few basic things like communication understanding respect appreciation in a relationship you definitely want to be understood and you want that person to communicate with you their feelings like I'm the kind of girl like if you love me let me know if you don't love me let me know if you love me at some point and you don't love me no more let me know I don't think that you should waste a person's time if you're you're ready to move on from them if you don't whatever the case may be communication is key for the progression of a relationship of any kind friendships relationships even with siblings and family you have to let your you know if somebody crosses the crosses a certain boundary with you you have to let them know If you need something, let that person know. If you want something, let that person know. Because you have to be vocal about the things you need and want in a relationship. And those are are just some things I learned. I just love being me. And whoever wants to be with me will love me too. They will love me too. We also need to be able to recognize if we have any toxic traits. Because when you realize or you recognize toxic traits within yourself, you you are able to recognize them and change them. Work on those things yourself. Pushing people away. um, Overtaking from people. You know, um, being a constant taker and never giving back. Relationships could be so beautiful just with some communication, respect, understanding, reciprocity. I think reciprocity is a big problem in relationships because a lot of people, again, like I said, like to take and not give back, which is definitely an issue. An issue that I've definitely had <laughs> with people like I give, 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 give. And they don't want to give in return. So it's like, uh, 
I am definitely sick of this relationship. I need to go. I need to bounce. I need to exit. But guys, I'm going to wrap up here. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time out to listen to me. To, you know, just give me your time. And I would love if you guys dropped a comment in the comment section uh, section on my Instagram page. Which is Touched Podcast on Instagram. And you could drop a comment under the post. You can drop me some DMs. You can leave me ideas. You can leave me opinions of what you thought of this episode. And you can also even, you know, send off, you know, like, what do you want to hear next? Um, I do plan on having on some special guests. I think next week I will have on... um, someone and we'll be having a nice little panel discussion probably gonna have on a few different people even in the future I'm going to be working with some other artists so I'm very very excited about that um also guys I want you guys to check out tipping on the bayou my sister um filmed that show I actually went out for season one and I helped film the show with my sister um Tipping on the Value with Jody Simmons. Uh, my sister filmed that and it was really dope. She edited it and uh, it's really awesome. So check that out. Uh, shout out to Cheetah Productions. Um, shout out to Kiki Productions. Shout out to Distorted Visions Entertainment. Um, uh, shout out! Shout out to Color Girls Productions. Um, yeah, so all those people go support, go follow. Once again, thank you guys for listening. And as always, love, happiness, good vibes, and peace until next time.